Welcome to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are, wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Wednesday. It's Wednesday, June 16th. What a miraculous performance. Historic performance by Kevin Durant last night in leading the Brooklyn Nets to a 3-2 lead over the Milwaukee Bucks. I know many of us, when it comes to the super teams, that may be a, a worn-out concept in the NBA, but when it comes off historic performances, just magnificent performances like we saw from Kevin Durant, it's worth it. It was absolutely spectacular to see his performance. But unfortunately, just as soon as we see something like that, we get some unfortunate news in regards to the NBA playoffs that just reminds us of just, you know, how unprecedented, uncertain, and unfortunate the season as a whole has been. But that's what we're going to look at in today's show. In the first segment of today's show, I'm going to be looking at the NBA playoffs, just some takeaways that I have from the NBA playoffs. And then in the second and third segment, I'm going to point as to why some of those takeaways are highly encouraging for the Grizzlies as they continue to progress towards a future where they hopefully ha- hope to have many playoff opportunities um, in time. So we're going to focus on the NBA playoffs in general and then also want to talk about how some of the teams that are currently thriving in the playoffs really set good examples for the Grizzlies to follow for the Grizzlies to follow as time goes on. Of course, my name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at Stats SAC. You can find the show at Locked on Grizz. Um, you can find the podcast wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where we will be. Again, my name is Sean Coleman. I've been covering the Grizzlies over for over three years now at Grizzly Bear Blues. It's a great place for you to read up on all Grizzlies news and perspectives. I have a piece out this morning talking about what I'm going to talk about in this show, how the Grizzlies have multiple paths they can take to eventually become the sustainable winner they thrive to be. I've also been doing Locked On Grizzlies now for 15 months. I'm a credentialed media member. I enjoy doing this because it combines so many passions of mine, the ability to talk about sports, the NBA, the Grizzlies, and interact with those who share those same passions. And also what sets us apart here at Locked On Grizzlies, your Grizzlies every day, the latest news, insight, perspectives, and honest truth about your Grizzlies every single day. I also want to remind you of our title sponsor, the Locker Room app, changing the way we're talking about sports. Don't forget to head to the Locker Room app every Thursday night at 8. That's where I will be hosting Let's Talk Grizzness, the Locker Room uh, the locker room show with Locked On Grizzlies in which we discuss all things Grizzlies. It'll be a bit earlier tomorrow. I have, I'll have more details on that on tomorrow's show. But don't forget to join us for Locked On Grizzlies. Let's talk Grizzlies every Thursday night at 8 on the Locker Room app. So the NBA playoffs in general, it's now been two weeks since the Grizzlies were eliminated by the Utah Jazz. But of course, obviously as great as it was to see the Grizzlies succeed, this NBA playoffs in general, in my opinion, has just been a great overall performance for many individuals and many teams. And there is a general positivity. There's a general excitement that it's like, that, that, that it feels like is there for this playoffs. Number one, it's obviously having the fans back in some capacity. It was absolutely amazing being able to see the grindhouse rocking during playoff basketball. And it's great to see the fan reactions on TV. But one of the other things that really stands out about this um, playoffs is the performance from two 
basic generations of stars when it comes to the NBA, which is absolutely awesome to see. For one, just like last night's performance with uh, with uh, um, Kevin Durant, you're seeing that all-time greats remain all-time greats. Performances by Kevin Durant, performances by Chris Paul in allowing and helping the Suns get to the Western Conference Finals, performances by Kawhi Leonard, how well he's played against the Jazz as well as the um, you know in, in leading the Clippers against the Mavericks. Those performances once again show just how timeless those greats are, and it's amazing to see with each of them kind of falling off, you know, for whatever reason, either being out of the playoffs or due to injury over the past 12 to 18 months. It's amazing to see them back in the fold and, and succeeding when it comes to their overall games. But beyond the all-time greats, it's awesome to see young stars either in their first playoffs or as they're establishing themselves as being a regular playoff um, you know, contributor every single year, it's great to see the young stars succeed as well. You're seeing Trey Young lead the Hawks to their best season you know, in, in quite a while. You're seeing Donovan Mitchell, though he's done it before, he has emerged, in my opinion, as the best player for the Jazz. Devin Booker has done absolutely outstanding for the Suns. Jaw did amazing for the Grizzlies. Luka did amazing for the Mavericks. You're seeing the NBA's young stars, their next wave of stars, really start to emerge, and you're starting to get some depth on that level of stars that's coming into the fold for the NBA as their all-time greats like Kawhi and KD and Steph and Chris Paul and LeBron. As those stars get older, it's nice to see that there is depth in the next generation of stars that can shine on the biggest stage. But as great as those positives are, unfortunately this season being unprecedented, uncertain, and you know, just unfortunate, in terms of the condensed schedule, in terms of just how unpredictable or outside the routine these games have been in terms of frequency, and so on and so forth, we continue to get reminders of just the impact that this season has had. Because you've already seen many teams who unfortunately have had their opportunities watered down to be contenders when many had hoped they would be. You saw it with the Lakers with the injuries to LeBron and uh, to um, uh, Anthony Davis. You saw it with Denver when they lost Jamal Murray for the season. You saw it with the Celtics when they lost Jalen Brown. And now this morning, the unfortunate news... Chris Paul having to go go into COVID protocol. The the outlook is not known. He may be able to come back for you know the Western Conference Finals, but his availability to start it out seems to be a bit in doubt. We'll see in time once the Clippers Jazz series is determined. But an even more immediate frustration is the fact that we now learn that Kawhi Leonard has suffered a knee injury, and there's a very good possibility he is out for the remainder of this series and maybe even further due to his knee injury. It seems like it's going to be a pretty significant knee injury to overcome. And that type of injury just completely dictates that whole series, right? It was Kawhi Leonard's performances that allowed for the Clippers to come back and tie the series against the Jazz, and now he's not going to be available. You're having these injuries that are completely dictating how these series are, are, are you know, playing out. You you saw it um, in the series between Phoenix and, and the Lakers. Anthony Davis not playing to his level really impacted the Lakers. You're now seeing it, obviously, with Kawhi Leonard. You're seeing it in the Philly series with uh, the impact that um, Joel Embiid's injury had on him in the latest game between the Hawks and the Sixers. You're seeing it in the Nets series where Kawhi Leonard and James Harden are dealing with injuries. All these series 
are basically now, yes, they're great to see, but unfortunately it's not great play that's going to determine them. It seems like it's a war of attrition. And that's the unfortunate thing about this playoffs is that as great as it is to see all-time greats reemerge and reminding you why they're all-time greats and some of the league's best young stars coming on the biggest stage that they've been in their careers and shining. Unfortunately, it seems like skill and level of play and great performances, that's just part of the equation. The even bigger part of the equation is just staying healthy. And so while it may allow for some opportunities to be there for teams that have not had that opportunity in a while, it's unfortunate that the way that that is occurring is through injuries happening to all these stars. Um, uh, L. Um, Duncan um, of ESPN brought up a great stat. She said that this is now nine all-stars from this year who will miss a game in the playoffs due to injury. It's an all-time record. That's how unprecedented the season has been once again in a negative light because of the injury impact that has happened on major on major talents and talents whose absences do dictate how a series goes. You always want to see playoff series be taken care of on the court. You never want to see them be dictated by something you know that's not controlled or outside of the actual play of the game. And that unfortunately is what's happening due to these injuries. But the thing is, is that as unfortunate as the injuries occurring truly is, one of the things that has emerged from that is the fact that we're seeing teams, multiple teams, who are having their most successful season that we've seen them have in quite a while. And having new blood in the in in the equation for winning a title, it's wonderful to see. You know, we've seen it over the past few years with the Raptors winning the title in 2018-2019. Last year, we saw Miami and Denver make pushes for the first time in quite a while um, in terms of their overall team success throughout their franchise history. This year, we're seeing it with the Hawks, and we're seeing it with the Suns, and we're seeing it with the Jazz. It's the first time in decades that these organizations, these franchises, have had this good of a chance to have as special as a season as they're having so it's awesome to see even though part of the reason why is because of injuries it also is because these franchises have done the right things over the past few years that have really given them a chance to emerge as having a you know a a good shot at making either a, a conference finals or even being in the title conversation and that is one thing that stands out about this playoffs that really relates to the memphis grizzlies Over the past few years, we have seen teams in small markets and we have seen teams without timeless superstars be in the mix for a title contention by being able to build up through the draft, discovering talent, and having the work of competent front offices shine through. All those things pertain to the Memphis Grizzlies, and because of that, The Grizzlies have proof that multiple avenues could lead to them eventually becoming a sustainable winner and contender. Coming up, I'm going to discuss a few of the different ways that teams that have been successful over the past few years in the playoffs are good examples for the Grizzlies to follow for them to be able to ultimately achieve their goal of being a sustainable winner. If you're someone like me as a sports fan, I'm constantly wanting to find ways to enhance my fandom. I love being able to discover new ways to learn about sports I may not know. 
be able to interact with those that I love interacting with who cheer for the same teams that I do. And as a content creator, I love to network, to make, to meet new people, to expand my ability to bring the best content to my listeners as much as I can. A great source for all of that, and just in general, a great source to enhance your fandom is the Locker Room app, changing the way we talk about sports. Head to the Android or iOS App Store, download the Locker Room app, now known as Spotify Green Room, and from there, create a free profile, get in on the action, and go into the chat rooms and find so many different avenues to where you could talk to fans who cheer for the same teams that you do, love the same athletes that you do, talk about different types of sports that you may be interested in, and also even the chance to be able to interact with some of your favorite sports personalities and even athletes in time. Several of the guests that I've had on this show over the past several months have been from contacts that I have made through the Locker Room app, and so it's a great way for you to be able to make your experience as a fan better. You can make sure also to join us every Thursday night at 8. It will be a bit earlier tomorrow night, and I'll give you the time um, on tomorrow's show, but you can join us every Thursday night for Let's Talk Grizzlies, my weekly Memphis Grizzlies show via the Locked on Grizzlies podcast on the Locker Room app, now known as Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk about sports. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. On tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast, it's award season, so going to talk a little bit about the history of the Grizzlies when it comes to award season, and also going to break down with on the horizon, the announcements of, obviously, the NBA Rookie of the Year, the All-NBA Rookie teams this season. I'm going to look back. I'm going to highlight how successful the Grizzlies have been over the past few years when it comes to the All-NBA Rookie teams and why Desmond Bain and Xavier Tillman should have a bit better campaign for All-NBA first team, All-NBA Rookie first team selection than many might think. That and much more on tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. So looking at the NBA playoffs, obviously talked about several things about the NBA playoffs in the first segment. It's great to see uh, timeless greats like Kawhi, Kevin Durant, and Chris Paul do excellent things once again on the biggest stage in the NBA. Young emerging stars who are doing amazing work either in their you know second or third playoffs or if it was their debut. It's amazing to see these young stars perform well. And as a result of that, new teams having the best chance they've had in quite a while to win a title. But of course, all of this is watered down a bit due to just the absolutely unfortunate rash of injuries that we're seeing affect many, many teams' chances. Again, instead of this being determined on the court, it really looks like that a big role or a big part of determining who's going to make it to the NBA Finals is who simply can survive the war of attrition that's going on against injuries right now. But another theme that really stands out about this NBA playoffs is that the Memphis Grizzlies are seeing multiple avenues they can take to achieve their goal of becoming a contender over the next few years. And the thing about it is this, is that yes, there are multiple avenues to take, but because of the solid and amazing work the Grizzlies have done in terms of exceeding expectations, drafting well, developing talent, all those different things, they've laid the foundation that many teams have had to lay down in order to have multiple directions to go 
to become a contender. Let's use an example from the Utah Jazz, the Grizzlies' first-round playoff matchup this year. This Grizz Next Gen's first playoff experience came against what could be a very logical endgame, a very logical final evolution of this roster. What I mean by that is, is that the Utah Jazz are a team, they are the best example right now of a team-building effort to become a contender, right? Now, they drafted extremely well. Donovan Mitchell was the 13th pick in his draft. Rudy Gobert was the 27th overall pick when he was drafted. They have taken two talents that were drafted either in the late lottery and in the late first round, and through building around their strengths and helping them develop their strengths, devising schemes that featured their strengths, both Mitchell and Gobert have turned into all NBA-level talents. They're one of the top ten duos uh, of stars in the NBA, one of the best five, or one of the top five young duos of stars in the NBA right now, in my opinion. But the reason I bring that up is because they did it through the draft. Salt Lake City has never been a free agent destination. Obviously, in the past, the, where the where the uh, Jazz shined throughout their history, it's been through drafting talents. John Stockton and Carl Malone, Gordon Hayward, Andre Kurilenko, however it have you, they've always been able to develop their stars through the draft instead of really through free agency, and that's what they did to find their two cornerstone pieces in this iteration of the Utah Jazz. But they also added talent in ways where you typically don't see it added. Through international edition, they got Joe Ingles. Undrafted free agency, they got starter Royce O'Neal. And then through bringing in players who started their career with the Jazz via the draft or, unrestri- or undrafted free agency, whatever have you, the Jazz have done an excellent job of complementing that core with additions over the past few years, signing Bojan Bogdanovic, trading for Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson, and the end result is the best and deepest team that you see in the NBA with a legitimate shot of making it to the Western Conference Finals. That shows the Memphis Grizzlies, who are in a small market, and they're in a a, a place where you're going to have to draft well to be successful. This shows that the Grizzlies' ability to not only find their stars in Jaw and Jaren, but also the fact that they continue to find productive players by drafting well, the Jazz are a good example of where the Grizzlies hopefully could eventually be in time because they're drafting well and they're discovering talent. But even more so, they're led by a coach like the Jazz are with Quinn Snyder and Taylor Jenkins, who plays to his players' strengths, who has the love and trust of his players, and whose players know that if they put their trust in him, he's going to help them reach ceilings that surpass what many expect these players' ceilings to be. Many on the Grizzlies roster have reached a higher level of production than initially felt by many, you know, talent talent evaluators out there. Up and down the roster, there have been several Grizzlies who have had who have reached higher ceilings early in their career than was expected. The same thing has happened with the Jazz, especially with Mitchell and Gobert. So I'm not saying that the Grizzlies are going to be in the Jazz's shoes two years from now where they're the best team in the NBA. But I'm saying there are a lot of parallels that led to the Jazz being successful that you can apply to the Grizzlies that gives you encouragement as a Grizzlies fan. 
Another example is the Denver Nuggets. Once again, a wonderful coach who knows how to develop his young players, knows the formula that brings out the best in his young players for them to reach ceilings that are higher than many expected of them. And that's the Denver Nuggets with Mike Malone. Just look at what they've done with Jamal Murray and with Michael Porter Jr. And obviously this year's MVP, Nikola Jokic. Now, in Denver's case, there's a little bit of luck involved. And there's always luck involved when it comes to these rebuilds a lot of times. But there's a bit of luck involved when it comes to Nikola Jokic. Now, you know, not every team is going to be able to sit there and turn a second-round pick into an all-time great and perennial MVP candidate. But they've done well in supporting that cast with other talent, and they've also made moves like, for instance, trading for Aaron Gordon this year that complemented that group. But the big thing about the Nuggets and the Jazz is that you hope that in time the Grizzlies will see John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. take the leaps that they need to to become one of the better young duos in the NBA, to become all-star level an all-star level duo like you see with Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, like you see with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Do we know if Ja or Jaron are going to reach that? We don't. This next season will be a big, critical time to see if they can emerge as that. But the whole point of bringing up Utah and Denver is to point out that the Grizzlies have done a very good job. They have shown and followed in the same footsteps as Utah and Denver that a competent front office mixed with a coaching staff that knows how to develop talent is a very good avenue. It is a very good way for a team to come out of a rebuild as a sustainable winner. Hopefully, the Grizzlies will emerge in time with another significant young talent, and perhaps Jaw or Jaren or that other significant young talent will emerge as a duo on the level of a Donovan Mitchell and a Rudy Gobert or a Nikola Jokic and a Michael Porter Jr. That's a long ways away, and it's still probably going to take a few years to get that. But the foundation is at least there. A successful start, a starting point like it happened in Utah and it happened in Denver has happened here in Memphis and that can only build confidence for this Grizzlies team. But what if, through drafting, the Grizzlies instead put together a supporting cast instead of, besides Jaw, and instead of, besides Jaw, another true difference-making talent doesn't emerge. Another all-star doesn't come from the Grizzlies' current core. Just because that does not happen doesn't mean that the Grizzlies' chances of contention go by the wayside. There are other recent examples that show even if the overall development of the top-tier talents for the Grizzlies right now do not develop out as much as people may hope, there still are options on the table because of how well the Grizzlies have done over the past two years that could lead them to contention. And there are plenty of examples across the NBA over the past few years that show the Grizzlies can take another route to be able to contend, even if their current cast of players are more of a supporting cast than the main stars. Whether unfortunate or positive, news every day seems to be happening about the NBA playoffs that are impacting the overall outcomes of games. And that's the thing about it, is that that's part of the excitement 
of the NBA playoffs. But it's an exciting time of year regardless. You've got the NBA playoffs going on, the NHL playoffs going on, MMA action, college baseball World Series is going on, MLB is getting almost to the halfway point of its season. So many great things going on in sports right now. And if part of your fandom is wagering and betting on sports, you have plenty of things you can bet and wager on, but there's only one place you can go that offers you the fastest and easiest way to bet, and that's betonline.ag. Baseball season is in full swing, and to be able to get in on all the action, you need to head to betonline.ag to be able to get it to, to get in on the action when it comes to your favorite sports team. The thing I'll say is, is regardless of if it's NBA, NHL, MLB, MMA, they have all the latest news and insight. You before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams preps for their runs to the play. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So the summer is here, and of course that means that many of us would love to be able to be in the best shape we possibly can in order to enjoy the outdoors. Now, that could mean running you know, a marathon, that could be biking 50 miles, or it could just mean you're trying to improve your daily menu to eat healthier. One of the best ways to do that is to include healthy snacks like the best tasting protein bar out there in the market right now, which is Built Bar. Built Bar is a great addition to your day because it's so versatile. Have it in the morning as a breakfast or in the afternoon as a snack. Potentially have it before or after a workout. And if you head to BuiltBar.com, there are over 20 or 18 different flavors that you can choose from to enjoy your taste preferences. If you head to the website, you can also put in the promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, to be able to get your next order of Built Bar at a discount. Once you make it a part of your day, it's going to be there to stay. Go to BuiltBar.com, put in the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Grizzlies, we will be having a, a very, an in-depth discussion about award season when it comes to the Grizzlies. Looking at, despite the fact that the Grizzlies may not have anybody really in the awards um, discussion this year, discussing how some Grizzlies have certainly had decorated past when it comes to their time in Memphis. But with the rookie awards, rookie of the year, the all-NBA rookie teams, the Grizzlies have had a lot of recent success in those areas. I'm going to make a case as to why Desmond Bain and Xavier Tillman should have more clout in that all-NBA rookie team discussion than many might think. We'll discuss that and much more on Thursday's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Tomorrow night, we also will have, at a bit of a different time, Locked on Grizzlies on the Locker Room app. And then I'm excited to say on Friday, a very special guest will be with us discussing the Grizzlies offseason as well as their overall cap situation, discussing the money side of things when it comes to the Grizzlies as they make commitments financially over the next few offseasons, especially when it comes to Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant. Plenty of fun stuff coming over the next two days here at Locked on Grizzlies. But getting back to the discussion about how this playoffs is showing different avenues the Grizzlies could take 
for them to eventually become a contender. We talked about Utah and Denver in the second segment and talked about how both of those teams, through drafting well and discovering talent, they were able to acquire their main stars, their difference makers, as well as the supporting cast through the draft, but also through astute trades and signings to complement that core. But what if... John Morant does not have his Rudy Gobert and Nikola Jokic. Or, you know, what if John Morant emerges as being the only true clear star or or main contributor on a title contender type player over the next year or two? You hope Jaron Jackson Jr. does join Jaw as being of that level of player. And there should not be, I'm not saying I have any less confidence than I did yesterday, that Jaron is going to turn into that. But there's still a lot to be determined about the eventual roles Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Clark, DeAnthony Melton, Dylan Brooks, and others will play on this Grizzlies team. Just being honest, it seems like it's reasonable to say that Jaron Jackson Jr. really is the only one besides Jaw who has the potential to be a true top three or four player on a championship contender. And next year is really going to be a ho- a critical time for both Jaw and Jaron to take those next step those next steps forward in terms of consistency and production to be those type of players that we all know they have the potential to be and that we we hope they can consistently be going forward. But if for some reason the Grizzlies weren't to weren't able to find from their current core a duo that eventually gets on the level of a Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert or a Jamal Murray or a Nikola Jokic, that does not mean that their chances at being a contender dwindle. Because examples like the Phoenix Suns this year, or the Miami Heat last year, or the Toronto Raptors the year before, those examples show that a trade instead of complimenting a roster's main star, could be an avenue to take to bring in the main star. You look at the Phoenix Suns. Now, they already had a star in his own right in Devin Booker. And they and they also had DeAndre Ayton, Mikkel Bridges, and Cam Johnson. Players who have certainly become highly significant talents or role players this year to support Booker. But what really made the difference for the Suns was trading for Chris Paul this past offseason. Chris Paul's emergence in Phoenix, or excuse me, arrival in Phoenix, is what really has completely changed the trajectory of that franchise into now being in the Western Conference Finals. The year before, it was the trade of Jimmy Butler to Miami. Now, Miami's not, I mean, uh, uh, Memphis is not the free agent destination that Miami is. That played a part in Jimmy Butler wanting to go into Miami. But Miami had already developed a solid core to support a star to come in and change the difference and make the difference for them. They already had Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. Yes, uh, several of those players fell off a bit this year, but last year, they all emerged and played extremely well in their roles. Bam is the number two to Jimmy's number one, but they all did extremely well in their roles, and that led to a title run. It led to a finals appearance by the Heat. And then, of course, one of the better examples of all of this is the Toronto Raptors. They, through building up through their, their, their drafting and discovering talents to Pascal Siakam, um, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Norman Powell, Kyle Lowry coming over in free agency years ago and becoming a star. They established the groundwork 
that then was elevated to an NBA title by making trades for Marc Gasol and Serge Ibaka, and of course, Kyrie Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, excuse me. So that's what I'm getting at, is that there are so many examples over the past two or three years that show the Grizzlies can have a chance at being a contender without having a true all-time great on their roster like you see Giannis being in Milwaukee, like you see OKC had to have with Kevin Durant and, um, you know, Russell Westbrook. You hope they eventually get that level of player on there. You hope either Jaw continues to emerge as that level of player. You hope that Jaron potentially comes a, a, a viable number two to make that duo one of the best in the league. You hope perhaps another very significant talent could be discovered through the draft. If that happens, then the Grizzlies, and you have confidence that the Grizzlies could make that happen with how well their front office and coaching staff have performed. You hope that happens, and if it does, well, then you have the Grizzlies taking an avenue like Denver and Utah have taken towards contention. To have long, sustainable winning windows with hopefully multiple chances at being a true title contender. But if it doesn't work out that way, if this current core doesn't develop just as, you know, to a to as high of a level as it possibly can, well, then you at least have the assets in place from this future core, plus the supporting cast in place from this core that can support the Grizzlies going out and getting the talent or two upgrade that it needs. Maybe getting that big-time star to come in for a year or two or longer and make the Grizzlies a two true title contender. But the whole point is, is that because of the foundation the Grizzlies have laid in drafting and discovering talent and then developing it to be quickly better than many expected, you not only achieve unexpected success that is attractive to potential talent additions to come to Memphis in the future, you also gain more assets that you can use to acquire those talents. So there's many layers to why the Grizzlies' successful start has laid the foundation to give them more of a chance to be the sustainable winner and contender that they want to be. And it's not just creating a better chance in general, it's creating multiple avenues for them to take to be that contender. Whatever avenue they take will probably still be a year or two out. It's still very important that they gain as much certainty as possible, as I discussed last week on their current roster, before they make any really significant moves, because they need to make sure if they're going to make a significant move where they invest much of their assets, they know it's the right move for the right talent that fully complements this roster. So yes, the Grizzlies are probably still multiple years away from being a true sustainable winner and potentially being a title contender. We're probably looking at the middle of this decade before that's actually true. But it does appear that the Grizzlies are certainly starting off in a similar fashion to where many of these teams that have unexpectedly been title contenders over the past three years, the Grizzlies are starting out in a similar fashion that those teams did. From a competent front office to a coaching staff that knows how to relate and develop players to a roster that is hungry to make the most of what it's got and develop. And of course, we also have a great start to having, you know, actual talent that could be on a contender in John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and others. So whatever avenue the Grizzlies eventually take, I'm sure that they're going to be confident it's going to be the right one, but the big key is they at least have created the opportunity to where there are multiple, cha- multiple avenues they could take towards being a contender.
Thanks so much for joining this edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Don't forget, you can find us at Locked On Grizz on Twitter. Myself, Sean Coleman, at ACC. The podcast, wherever it's available tomorrow, award season edition of Locked On Grizzlies. Talking about the history of the Grizzlies during award season and also making a campaign for uh, Desmond Bain and Xavier Tillman to be on the All-NBA Rookie First Team. And then on Friday, a very special guest talking with us about how important it is for the Grizzlies to remain very conscientious of their cap and contract situation going forward to allow for them to make the most of adding talent as time goes on. A lot of fun planned over the next two days here at Locked On Grizzlies. Until then, we'll talk to you soon and have a great day here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast.